Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. I'm your host and coach, Gina Ryan, and I am so happy to be with you again today as together we can consider the many ways to bring your mind and body back to its natural peace and calm. We offer a number of ways to help you with your journey here at Anxiety Coaches Podcast, and I hope you will take advantage of everything that we offer. Be sure to subscribe to this twice-a-week podcast. I'd also suggest visiting our website where you can sign up for our newsletter, you can listen to the 10-minute body scan meditation, and check out the group and one-on-one coaching options, along with the resources and more information on anxiety. Go to anxietycoachespodcast.com and check all that out today. In today's episode, we're going to talk about stress, anxiety, and eating, particularly eating habits. Our stress can generally be caused by many different things going on in our psychology, in our environment, in our relationships, right? And so the stress uh, and the feeling of, of anxiety can affect our lives. It can come from many different directions, and it can actually cause us difficulty in many different directions. And many times we don't see this or make the connection. So one of the things is it can, uh, stress and anxiety can affect our sleep patterns. This is one that I personally notice. When my sleep is off, that is an immediate clue for me to look at what's going on in my life. Where am I being stressed, whether it be environmentally, physically, or emotionally? Um, what is going on with me, and how can I uh, work with this? It's kind of like a little tap on the shoulder, like, hello, that something's going on I want you to pay attention to. The body is telling us something. Other ways that this can show up is in our relationships. Are we finding ourselves overly growly or maybe short with the people that we are relating to in our lives? And then other ways can be in our health. Generally, uh, different health issues, our immune system may be off. We may be feeling stressed and, and find ourselves catching colds easier. And another way is in weight issues. And when I talk about weight issues, I want to always be very clear. I am talking about too much weight and too little weight. And often, I will just say this as a little side note. I worked in eating disorders for many, many years, and I want to, to be clear that often people of very normal weight are also dealing with eating habit issues. So just because somebody can control their outer look uh, doesn't mean there's not an issue. So when I talk about weight issues and eating habits, this goes for everybody. We cannot tell a book by its cover in this case. Because for some people, their anxiety causes them to lose their appetite. They actually will have no appetite. And this can cause great 
harm, often causing weight loss, and not everyone can afford uh, weight loss. And so for others, the stress and anxiety can create a craving for comfort foods, right? The fat, salty, sweet foods that so are so easy to overeat. These unhealthy food choices can cause weight gain. And and either way, whether you are causing a weight gain from eating comfort foods and overeating, or if you have a weight loss due to too many nerves and a no appetite whatsoever, you can cause um, or worsen current health issues. So this is something that we need to pay attention to. And you know, how we eat is a, is can be very telling because often we can say that how we do one thing is how we do many things. So how you eat and how you deal with your stress and how it may show in your eating habits can also point you to other places in your life maybe your anxiety in particular, where you need to put some attention. Stress can trigger high levels of cortisol. Uh, And you know, cortisol is known as the stress hormone. And so stress can trigger high levels of cortisol to be released from our adrenal glands. And it can also trigger the insulin to be released from our pancreas. So these in turn generally stimulate appetite. So after a stressful event, you may feel starving. You may be really hungry, but this hunger could be coming from a high level of cortisol and not from a true caloric need. So you can begin to see how people can get into trouble with this. They report, I'm hungry. I am, you know, they're thinking that they really need to eat and that they are answering a true call of nature. But it could be from the high levels of cortisol and not a true caloric deficit. So this can this is where it can get tricky and why we do well to actually examine our needs and our stress levels. Mindful breathing and body awareness can really help you to do this. It can help you to focus on your physical state and begin to learn to determine if the hunger feeling is real hunger or emotional hunger. When I worked in eating disorders, we would talk about it. Is that head hunger or is that body hunger? So is that hunger coming from your thinking and your emotions, or is that hunger coming from a true caloric deficit and need to take in more food? High cortisol and insulin can cause a craving for those comfort foods, sweet, salty, and high in fat foods. Once the comfort foods are consumed, the cortisol hormone is lowered, which calms the stress response. So you can see how this can become a cycle, right? We can be getting into a very unhealthy cycle because we are actually calming ourselves down, but it isn't what we actually really need. And it's only a short-term effect until the anxiety triggers the cortisol again. And for those of you stuck in the fear adrenaline fear cycle, you know it isn't long before you get kicked up again, triggered again, and having more of a stressful and anxious feeling. 
and then this cycle repeats again. This continuous cycle can lead to feelings of guilt and excess calories from giving in to the cravings. High cortisol and insulin cause the body to take in more calories than it burns. So these calories are stored as fat. Generally, belly fat is one of the easy places for it to go. Belly fat is more harmful to health than fat stored elsewhere in the body because visceral fat releases pro-inflammatory factors and fatty acids into the blood. On the bright side, visceral fat is the easiest to lose and losing just a few inches from the waist can dramatically reduce the risk of health-related diseases from belly fat, which are cardiovascular disease, type 2 diabetes, and so on. And what can we do for this? Mindfulness can help prevent the stress eating and the impulse to turn to food and give in to the cravings by providing alternative coping responses for anxiety. And this can also be uh, helpful when you have no appetite, the mindfulness can help you have the body awareness and an understanding of that you are needing to eat and that it is your stress that is covering your appetite and you can respond accordingly. This often happens when we are ill also. We don't have an appetite and we can't eat, but you know that our, our caregivers or whoever's helping us feel better is still bringing us soup, right? So we need sometimes an external reminder that it is important for us to eat. If we are the type that shut down on appetite when we are stressed. Mindful eating can also be helpful when the craving is too intense to resist by promoting awareness and enjoyment of the food being consumed, eating more slowly and savoring the food, thereby satisfying the desire with a smaller portion. And this is where mindful eating comes in, where we can use the mindful eating to actually help us hone our senses and our, our, um, the speed at which we do things. We can slow things down. We can savor not only our food, but if once we learn to savor our foods and slow down with our food, we, that can translate into our whole life. We can savor our experiences and we can learn to slow down so that we are actually enjoying what we are doing and feeling the, the uh, act it, that we, which we are in, whether it is our work or looking at a beautiful piece of artwork, we are actually there. We are in the moment. We are mindful. And we can learn to savor our food and our entire lives and actually have more satisfaction from our entire lives. Stress eating. So I want you to do something with this. Perhaps you can use your journal that you already have or start a new one to keep track of your stress eating. And some of the questions that you can put in this journal, because what I want you to be doing here, whether you have an issue with food or not, whether your appetite kicks up or slows down with your stress, or maybe your eating doesn't make any changes, but you may want to take some time and use 
eating, we do it three times a day usually, to use your eating, maybe take one of those meals each day and have that be somewhere where you are aware, where you are mindful, where you are actually in the moment. Food and eating is a wonderful place for us to be able to see our stress and our anxiety. Because when we can see it with our food, we begin to be able to take that out and see it in the rest of our lives. So with this journal, if you care to do this, you can think about a past stressful situation. And do you tend to eat when you are feeling stressed? If yes, what foods do you generally eat during stressful times? List these foods and see if there are healthy or unhealthy food choices going on. And during the next few weeks, write down any stressful situations you encounter and how you dealt with the situation. So as the stress comes up, did you have a desire to run toward food? If a stressful situation came up, did you shut down and not have hunger? and even maybe miss a meal. This is a great way for you to begin to cue into yourself. If you take your time at your meals, you will begin to see just how your breath and your taste buds can connect. If you can put your utensils down or if you're eating a sandwich, put the sandwich down in between bites and actually just be with the current bite. It's a very simple act, but it is a way that you can begin to see how mindlessly we do not only our eating, but many things in our lives. So you can also ask yourself in journal about, did you use mindfulness practices for an alternative coping response to your anxiety? Or did you give in to the cravings of stress eating? So did you find a mindfulness practice that you could do instead of giving in to the craving of stress eating? If you happen to turn to comfort food, were you able to use mindful eating to satisfy your craving with an appropriate portion? And did you eat with awareness? Or did you find that you overate and that it was hard to stop? These are great questions to ask ourselves. It's often said, like I, I mentioned earlier, that how we do one thing is how we live our lives. Focusing on the daily need to eat mindfully can bring much peace and mindfulness to your life overall. I hope that you will give this a chance to look at where you are at on this continuum of maybe uh, someone who shuts down or someone who goes for comfort right? We are either uh, allowers or restrictors, right? And when we get kicked into something like that is usually around a stressful situation. And when we can learn to see it, to be with it, and to act accordingly with it and respond to it, we can take that whole way of feeling, of being with it, and take that out into all the areas of our lives. I hope this has been helpful for you, and I hope that you are all keeping your journals going. 
That's it for today's episode. And before I read today's quote, I want to put out a personal invitation to those of you who would like to take your healing and your clearing of your anxiety panic to another level. If you are not someone who wants to join a group coaching program, you may be interested in joining in with me on Coaching One-on-One. You can learn more about that at the website, anxietycoachespodcast.com, and go to the one-on-one coaching page. Feel free to send me an email, anxietycoachespodcast at gmail.com, with coaching in the subject, and I'll be sure to get back with you, and we'll take it from there. No need to have this drag on forever. And now for today's quote. Drink your tea slowly and reverently, as if it is the axis on which the world, earth, revolves. Slowly, evenly, without rushing toward the future, live the actual moment. Only this moment is life. And that's from Thich Nhat Hanh. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at the anxietycoachespodcast.com. 